I respectfully disagree podcast back with another episode. Got a new voice, new face. Want to welcome, uh, welcome Robert to the podcast. How you doing, guys? Definitely appreciate you pulling up on us. Um, today's gonna be a interesting topic. I've told people, Mike is always open. Anything you want to discuss, feel free to reach out and we'll make it happen. And he took me up on my offer. So today, kind of topic, I put a twist on it a little bit. Um, Seeing life through a racial lens slash making things about race when we don't really need to. Of course. So that's the direction that we're going to go today. Um, before we even get started, um, real quick, road to 500. Y'all be sure to hit the like, share, subscribe button. Uh, got my Support the Homies t-shirt on today, man. Shout out to my cousin Grip with his uh, We Outside for Real for Real podcast. He uh, won an award for the uh, Kentucky Urban Entertainment uh, Award show they just had here last weekend here in Louisville. He has his podcast um, back home, Western Kentucky. So he was nominated and actually won. So definitely kudos to you. Um, So here we go, man. Here we go. Me and you met. Uh, we came in together. We started working together when I first moved here to Louisville. And I just told you, my 10-year anniversary is coming up. So it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah. It's been a minute. Like I said, kudos for you hanging in there, bro. Oh, it was rough, man. man. It was brutal. It was brutal. It was one of them things, you know, like we were just discussing. It's like life changes. You know, I moved here from Lexington, engaged to be married. My my marriage was coming up in October. I got hired on in August. And boom, pregnant, twins. I hated my job. I could not stand it. Like, if you knew how many nights I came home ready to cry, like, no joke. But it was just one of them things where it's like, all right, just tough it out, tough it out, tough it out. And here we go. That's right. Ten years. And what's funny is, before we even worked together, I didn't know you knew my cousin, the Sneeds. That's what and, I'm saying, yeah. yeah. So when I would see you comment on Facebook posts, I'm like, how does Adrian know my, like my family, I was like, we didn't even talk about that before. Sports, and, um, you know, Chris and Eddie, yeah, sports groups. Man, we was in a like, even when I was living in Lexington, we were in a cars versus cats okay. group. And when I tell you, like, literally, I might have the group might have had like 300 people out of 300, it might have been six UK fans, yeah. But I'm in here going to war with all of them. <laughs> so that's how we all ended up meeting each other because I'm like, you know, I'm not backing that. Y'all ain't finna box me into no right. corner, exactly. And uh, everybody's good peoples, man. So you messaged me. Yeah. And you brought this to my attention and you asked me, you know, did I have anything in terms of, you know, similarities or if I found it, you just asked me my thoughts. I'm going to give you the floor to introduce what it is that we're really going to discuss today and then we'll go from there. Okay. Go so, for it. So, you know, I, first off, I'm in a biracial marriage. And one lady, me and my wife, were just looking through my yearbook. And we would get to the page where people would sign, you know, have a great summer. And 
starting around seventh, eighth grade, I was noticing that everyone was saying, hey, white boy, have a great summer or hey, to the blackest white guy I know, have a you know great year, see you next year. And it got my wheels turning because I have mixed kids and I kept asking my wife, you know, why, why are people saying, hey, white boy, or, you know, why was mm-hmm. that a, why did that have to be, you know, said in that way? Why couldn't it just be, hey, Robert, have a great summer? And it, it made me think, why can't people just accept that just because I'm African-American and I'm acting a certain way, I don't want to be called African-American? You know, why are they putting a spin on it? Right. Saying, you know. Exactly. So, so when you messaged me that and I read it and I said to myself, now going back to what you just said, it's like, how does he know my family? How is this and that? Yeah. And then we find out that you have roots in Western Kentucky. Correct. My grandparents were born in Hickman, Kentucky. And um, thank God they moved to Louisville. But <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> we just went back there for the 8th of August celebration. Uh-huh. And um, I'm very big on my kids knowing like the history of our roots and ancestors. Mm-hmm. And um, I knew there was nothing to do down there because when I went as a kid, I was like, this is going to be the worst as they called it vacation. But no, this is going to be the worst torture of my life down there because there's just yeah. nothing to do. But um, I was very big on showing them, Hey, this is where my grandparents came from. And you know, these are your cousins that, you know, right. they're still here kind of thing. Um, so yeah, when I, Saw that you was also from that area as close. I'm like, God, we do have a lot in common. Yeah. Hickman County, born and raised. That's why people get confused. It's like there's Hickman and then there's Hickman County. Correct. I'm from Clinton. Clinton is within Hickman County, but then Hickman is within Fulton County. And it's all kinds of craziness. But the reason why I wanted to bring that up Uh and tie it all back in is because when I read your message and I looked at it and I'm like, for me, I graduated with eight black people. Yeah. Small area, small place. So growing up, you had to get along with everybody for the most part. You know what I'm saying? Like you sit in a classroom or even better. I was on a basketball team. It was just me and one other black person. Yeah. So all my life, I've been able to get along with both black friends, white friends, things like that. And I've heard different comments and you know, you just kind of laughed it off. You really didn't pay no attention to it. But then in reality, like you're saying, you know, the older you get and you start putting things in perspective and you're just like, wait a minute. Like, what do they really mean by that? Yeah. And like I told you, and I'm not going to make the conversation about myself or whatever, but it's like I graduate, I go to UK and you know, at the end of the day, yes, it's more black people than I've ever been around yeah. in my lifetime. But in a sense, you're still on a predominantly white campus. Correct. But based on my background, I knew how to get along with everybody. Yeah. It just so happens that me and one other person from my high school went to UK. He happened to be white. Yeah. So he's the only person that I really know. So I hung out with him. You know, we went to sorority parties, white sorority parties, Mm -hmm. you know, white frat parties. But I also went to black parties and things like that. So when I started dating this chick, she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe you even like black girls. Yeah, I've I've had that, too. And I've dated black girls. You know, it's like it's it's like they want me or they want us to be something that we're not big because I feel like there's a stereotype of, Mm -hmm. hey, 
all black people act this way. And I think that's something that we have to get out of because absolutely, we were all raised the same way just because we all choose a different path or journey does not mean that we are not proud to be African-American or black. It's just that, you know, we are doing our own thing. Um, we are leaders, not followers, I guess you can say, um, because I had black friends and a lot of the black friends that I had, they were doing things that I wasn't really into. You know, I mm-hmm. wasn't, I'm not going to lie. They were doing drugs and this kind of stuff. And I'm just like, Hey, that's just not what I want to do. Right. I'm not downing you. I have family members that do drugs. Exactly. You know, it's just like, it's just not the thing I wanted to do. So just because I wasn't doing that doesn't mean, Hey, you're not black. I'm just, I'm being exactly. Me. And that's why I said, man, it's crazy how like we, we have a lot in common actually. Because, you know, same scenarios. It's like growing up, I was I was good in school in terms of I've always told people school was easy to me. Yeah. I'm not going to necessarily say that I was a, a nerd or nothing like that, but it just came off easy. So I made straight A's. Yeah. Now, looking at my peers or whatever, you know, that's where we were kind of different or whatnot. And you might get that label. Oh, he thinks he's better than everybody, yeah. blah, 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 blah. But then we became teens. Don't get me wrong. I would drink. Yeah. But in terms of smoking and stuff like that, I, I didn't want no parts of that. Exactly. So that's when I started separating myself as well. Yeah. And then, boom, like I said, I, I get to UK. And even in that atmosphere, like, it's just apples and oranges. Mm-hmm. But like I said, when she said that to me, I didn't know that, that you like black girls. I was shocked by that. And I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, every time I saw you, you were hanging out with the white people. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that didn't mean anything. Yeah, I was like, it's my friends. You know? Exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, if I'm going to be 100% honest, it's like, hell, they have a good time. I was like, yeah. I don't have to worry about no fighting. Don't have to worry about no none of that. <laughs> yeah. You know, again, not to stereotype and throw people under the bus or things like that. But it's like, you get the best of both worlds. Yeah. But going back to what you're saying, now as a husband, as a father. Yeah. And it's like, these are things that you don't want your kids to endure or have to be afraid of in terms of like, now that you're looking back on it, do you feel like it, it was a sense of bullying or, or how, like how did you truly feel reading that or playing back kind of your childhood and thinking about how people may have viewed you? Um, I wouldn't say bullying. Um, I think a lot of it started reflecting me with the, you know, Breonna Taylor and George Floyd situation. Um, it just made me look at things through a periscope or a different view because I was starting to think to myself, did I come off to where I made people think I was ashamed to be black? And, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't feel like I I, I did, but... Um, it bothered me for, for the longest time, especially when my daughter was looking through our wedding pictures and she was like, daddy, you don't have any black friends. And I'm like, well, yes, I, I do. But then I had to think about it. I was like, I don't really have a lot of black friends that's still alive. You know, they may have mm-hmm. been killed or, you know, died. And she started asking more probing questions as in why. And she was like, well, can I have friends of this color. And I'm like, well, Kylie, you can be friends with anyone. You know, I'm, I don't want you to feel like because you see pictures that daddy didn't have black friends. You know, I right. just had, I had more white friends at the time, you know, and it's just like, it's nothing wrong with that, but I don't want you to feel that you can't 
befriend someone because exactly. you know she's trying to figure out well i'm white and i'm black what do i say if someone asks me what color i am i'm like you know be proud to say that you're mixed you know say hey my dad's african-american my mom's white you know i was like you right. got best of both worlds you know exactly exactly and honestly man i even looking at it from that lens and that perspective i think that's interesting because oftentimes you see on social media or tv and things like that mixed kids are asked to pick one yeah you're either this or you're that, or guess what? The world is going to view you as this and that. And it's like, no, because not to make it a racial thing, but I feel like it's taught. Yeah. A lot of it is taught. And that's why I'm saying it's like growing up. Have I experienced racism and things like that? Of course I have. I've seen it. You know where we from. Yeah. I've, I've endured that, but it's like, Teaching your kids how to view the world and maneuver is more important than pick a side. And that's what I'm focused on right now. It's just making sure they can maneuver because, you know, unfortunately, we live in a society where racism is still going to be there. You know, it may mm-hmm. not be as obvious as it was back in the day when we grew up. But, um, you know, when me and her mother was dating, we would get the looks when we would go out to dinner and stuff like that and. You could mm-hmm. tell when you're like, hey, they're, you know, we're not not welcome, but hey, this is going to be a it's dinner where we're getting stared at kind of yeah. thing. Um, or then you'll get the, you know, black girl will be like, oh, there's another good one gone. And, you know, it's just and like, it's like, why? Why do like, we why? even have to go here? Yeah, why do we have to go there? That's why I told you. It's like, you know, when I when I heard that reference to me. And the crazy thing is, I've dated outside of my race. Mm-hmm. I didn't have no choice growing up because all the yeah. black people that I grew up with, I was kin to. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like you you had to go down that road. Mm-hmm. But I feel like even if you look at the state of Kentucky as a whole, things are night and day Western Kentucky yeah. as it is once you start getting towards Bowling Green, Louisville, Lexington. It's kind of more accepted. Yeah. You don't get the, don't get me wrong, you still get the stares or the uncomfortable feeling or whatever, but it's not as bad as back home. Yeah. So, you know, back home, you'd have to sneak around, do different things. And I know people now that are married, interracial, you know, marriages and things like that. Mm -hmm. And their kids, grandparents won't even acknowledge them. Yeah. So that's why I tell people, it's like, you know, this stuff is still alive and well, but like you're saying, Teach your kids how to maneuver, how to recognize it. Don't let it get to you mentally. Don't let anybody pick on you. None of that. So if anybody takes anything from this conversation, like this is this is proof of, of what we're talking about. Because sometimes my peers want me to feel bad for articulating or yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm never gonna apologize. Or being smart in yeah. a sense, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I get it. so in references to the things that you were reading in your yearbook and stuff, like, why do you feel like they said those things? Like, did it ever cause you to just kind of self reflect or just say, you know what, what is it that I'm doing? Yeah, I guess you, I, I guess you can say that. Um, I guess to them, I wasn't acting the way they thought black people should act. 
And, you know, when I look back at it, I I don't know which way they wanted me to act or which way I was acting. I was just acting like Robert. You know, I was the just being class, class clown, like to make everyone laugh, just big-hearted people's person, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I can also say I think a lot of it was they were just uneducated. You know, they just didn't know. And maybe it was something that they were just taught or, you know, maybe it's something that they heard from someone else in their family or, you know, their ancestors. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't – I wouldn't go back and change anything through high school. I mean, I, of I course like not. I had a great high school time and early college, and I made the best of it. You know? Absolutely. So, here, so here's my, my next question. We have ties to Western Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So you're born and raised here in Louisville? Yes, here in Louisville. Okay, now that in its own self is like even for me growing up, I was always afraid of Louisville. Mm-hmm. Like I had never been here until I got to college, so I never done the Derby thing, never done any of that. So even that part of it's like you black, you ain't never been to Derby, <laughs> you ain't never blah blah blah. Like I never, the very first time I ever came to Louisville was when I had met this girl who was like, oh my god, I can't believe you even date. Yeah, black girls or whatever. And even with that, it's like she lived in the West End. Mm-hmm. So when I was telling people, like, yeah, I'm finna go to Louisville, man, you better not go there. You better not do this and do that. So it it all comes with all these different labels. And like you're saying, it's like growing up, you're just being you. And that's funny you said that because I grew up in the West End and I was proud. I mean, I loved my hood because it was, you know, uh-huh. it was like our little town, you know, our Everyone's like, oh, you live on 45th? That's where people get, of course, the news, someone died here. But, I mean, people didn't understand that people can get killed anywhere. You know, like, when you target that certain area, you're stereotyping that area as, hey, it's in the West End. Someone's always getting killed or robbed. But I wouldn't trade my upbringing in the West End for nothing. And there you go. I mean, it made me the man I am today. It taught me not to be, you know, a punk because, I mean, you're going to have those – Run else where someone's gonna try to bully you, but you know, I knew, hey, my sister, you know my sister, bro, she's on the corner, she will get you. You know, like <laughs> I was not afraid because I had that I guess you say backup or you know, I wasn't right. a scrawny kid, so but I was gonna be me, you know. I wasn't mm-hmm. gonna be out there on the corner, but I was proud of my hood. Exactly. That's dope. So now that I know that and it's like that in that in its own sense is like you don't let your environment your surroundings put you in a bubble and label you. Correct, yeah. Because even, like you said, you know, growing up, for me, yes, Clinton is small, but we had the same hoods. We had mm-hmm. the same, you know, drug addictions, alcohol, Games. all that. Yeah. But I knew how to stay away from it. Mm-hmm. I knew how to, you know, whatever. I hung out with everybody, so I may have seen them do this and do that, yeah. but I never put my hands in, in it. But, Boom. I go off to college, I come back. Now it's oh, he thinks he's better than everybody. You start getting all these crazy. I'm like, where is this coming from? And even to this day, it's like you know when you decide to better yourself, it's gonna come with some of them frowns and some of them labels and things like that. So it's dope that you're not allowing that to negatively impact you, you or can't, your family. Because I mean, you have to remind people that. No matter what your situation is, we all have the same 
opportunities in life. You know, it may take us harder to get there, mm-hmm. but we have that same opportunity. You know, we may have to go through the student loan process or you, um, you, the hurdles or stuff to jump to get to where we want to get to, but there's things out here to help us get there. Right. And don't ever apologize for yeah. taking advantage and making the best of some of those decisions. Because even now, like I, I feel some of that pressure too. It's like, you know, don't get me wrong. We, me and my wife, we still got a long ways yeah. to go, but it's like, I'm never going to apologize for doing what's in the best interest of me and exactly. my family. Exactly. Regardless how it makes me look or to this community or to that community, it's like, this is for me yeah. and this is for my kids. Exactly. Like you're saying, you know, we all have this choice. Mm-hmm. What you make of it, that's on you. It's on you. But yeah. don't try to drag me or make me feel bad for how we move along. I mean, we put the work in, you know, like I think we both was trying to buy our first house at the yeah. same time. And, you know, mm-hmm. we were fighting this market and I'm the second homeowner in my family. Like everyone, like, I mean, just rented, rented, rented. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I was like, I want something where my kids know, hey, this is home. You know, we're not, we're not going to have to move in six months because the landlord decided to sell the house or this and that. And, um, you know, a lot of the family members was just like, you know, the market's so high. I know we was putting in offers that we felt was way over. It was crazy. And I felt like, you know, I felt like they were just trying to, keep me in that comfort where like if something was to break down, you can just call the landlord kind of thing. And I'm like, no, I have this. Like, you know, I am making the sacrifices I need to make to make sure that, Hey, if the water here goes out, we got something to fix that, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, don't, don't ever apologize. Follow your dreams. You know, as a message, I hope y'all listening. Cause honestly, like that, that was our th- thought process as well. I'm the first. Yeah. I'm the first homeowner in terms of my family. Uh, I grew up Section 8 housing. My parents were not married. So it was one of them things where it's just like you saw the ins and the outs and what comes along with that. And I always told myself I didn't want that for my kids. So that's what kind of drove my decisions in terms of going to college. Because even, you know, similar to what you're saying in terms of people trying to paint this negative image or whatever i was told going to uk that's too far from home you should stay here and go to murray state and was, uh, me and charles just had a conversation did an episode a couple of weeks ago about getting out of your comfort zone and things like that but it was like that was always that label and it's no disrespect to the people back home you've you've used the term you know roots heritage and things like that yeah. earlier in the conversation but it's like all of my family were born and raised in that area. Nobody ever had the desire to leave. I didn't want to be that person. Yeah. So it's like, boom, you go get married, go through your trials and tribulations. You're trying to have a a house family. And like you're saying, like, this is something where I know I worked for it. My wife worked for it. This is something that we're going to be able to leave to our kids. God willing. So why not? And I'm not going to feel bad for it. No, you like, shouldn't. Like, not at all. Not at all. So great conversation, man. Like, I'm learning. I'm yeah. learning. Now, we got a lot in common. Whether we, do. we do. And, um, you know, real quick, um, I want to give a shout-out to 
a high school student, uh, not student, but uh, we went to high school together. His name is Marshall. Um, Marshall is the one guy who I think after seeing all the police bro, brut- um, brutality, yeah, brutality, um, he actually reached out to me and he apologized. He's like, dude, he, he was like, now that I am an adult, he's like, I am so sorry for all the times I reference you as white boy and not Robert. He was like, mm-hmm. that was totally disrespectful on my part. He was like, you know, I did it thinking that I was fitting in. He's like, but you didn't deserve that. And that was very big of Marshall to do that because it showed him that one, he's learning, you know, two, he realized that, Hey, it was wrong. And three, he made it right. You know, he was the bigger man to reach out to me and say, Hey, I shouldn't have done that. And, um, you know, that's, that's dope. And that's just one of them things in its own self. It's like the older we get, the more we see things for, for how it is. And I've had several of those conversations with some of my peers growing up. Uh, shout out to my friend, Ryan. That's who I actually went to UK with. Okay. And when all of that was going on, uh, me and him did an episode talking about police officers and things like that. It's been many, many episodes ago. I'm going to have to look it back up. Honestly, I think that's what I need to do. I need to make a table of content because I've been doing the podcast so long to where a lot of things that are, you know, they're being discussed now. We talked about that ages ago. And I feel like some of my earlier episodes might have been some of my best conversations, but people were not aware of it. Yeah. But it's like, you know, we were talking about that. And, you know, he was asking me, like, does this really exist? Like, I never knew that. I never looked at it from this lens. So then when I start talking and telling him, you know, kind of put yourself in my shoes for a minute. And he's like, you know, I never really thought about it. Or did you see, um, forgot what college it was, kind of off track a little bit for a moment. Um, it was a black kid on baseball team. And the coach implemented a rule about his hair. I think I saw that, yeah. I just saw it on TikTok maybe a couple of days ago. And he, he, he couldn't play with his hair like that or something He couldn't like play with his hair. Yeah. And there's a, there's a white kid on the team with long hair. And yeah. he's like, but you're not saying that. He's like, this is not about them. This is about you, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And that literally happened to me. Our coach had a rule that your hair couldn't touch the collar of your shirt. I'm the only kid on the team with hair. Yeah. And it's like, the older you get, and then, you know, I was having this conversation with my buddy got me. He's like, you know, damn, like I, I never really looked at it like that. And I'm like, you know, these are some of the things that, that we face and we have to deal with. But of course we're young. Yeah. You don't look at it from th- that no, lens. Yeah, so that's why I'm that. saying all of this because, you know, when you sit back and look at your yearbook and you're like, ah, da, 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 da. Like, damn, wait a minute. What? And, I mean, <laughs> And it was my daughter that even got the yearbook out. You know, I hadn't even thought about looking at a middle school, high school yearbook. Mm-hmm. Um, she, you know, she's in third grade. She got her yearbook out. And she's like, Mommy and Daddy, do you have yours? And she went to see our pictures. And she started reading some of the things. And, of course, I had to take it because, like, some things are inappropriate. But I'm just like, you know, she was like, Daddy, why are they calling you this? She's like, you're black. And I'm like, well, yeah, I am, you know. And mm-hmm. just start those wheels turning and. Uh, me and her mom will start talking and because she started talking to us about, you know, identifying herself being that, you know, she sees we do her school paperwork and it says white, black, but it doesn't say both. And she's like, mm-hmm. but I want to pick both. So we let her check white and black, you know, because I want her to not to be 
ashamed of being biracial. I'm like, so yeah, check both of them because you are white and black. I like that. Honestly, I've I've never, I've never even thought about it from that yeah. that angle. In terms of when you sitting here filling out papers, it just gives you one white, or the white other. Or Hispanic, non-Hispanic. That's the only four options they give you. You know what? That's dope. That's dope, and I'm definitely kudos to you and your wife for allowing your children to understand the dynamics and the circumstances of, of all of that. Yeah. Like I said, you know, some of my peers, it hurts me when I hear them say, you know, my kids have never met my parents mm -hmm. because I decided to date or marry outside of my race and things like that. And that's alive and well. It so, is. I mean, that right there, and this is a little off topic, but me and my father-in-law, I mean, we have the best relationship and you know, we've had talks where he has told me that his parents raised him to not like black guys or black people. Mm -hmm. he, like he knows racism was taught. And th this is after I asked him for his daughter's hand in marriage. So, you know, just think about if I would have known that before, but he has told me that it was until he found the Lord and Jesus Christ that he realized that he was been taught that mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't something that he wanted to do or wanted to be taught. And now, you know, when he introduced me to people, he'll be like, I have a tall, dark and handsome son-in-law, you know, just so they would not know that I'm black. But when they see the picture, you know, he's like, uh -huh. Hey, I have a tall, dark and handsome son-in-law. And like me and him probably have a better relationship than me and my own father. Um, just because he's been there, you know, he's there. Um, that's cool. That's cool, so, man. Like I said, I, I trust me. I, I know all about it. And like you said, it is kind of off topic and I ain't going to hang on to this, yeah. this hat for too long, but it's like, I agree 1000%. It's, it's taught. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately for some people, that's their norm. So they don't know any better. They don't know any different. All you know is what's been constantly blasted in your head as a young child growing up. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully more people in the world will open their eyes up, understand that, hey, we're all here. Yeah. Like. Granted, I didn't meet his parents, so that was a good thing. I think the first family function I came to was his mom's <laughs> funeral. So that was kind of, you know. Still kind of that awkward feeling. Yeah. You know, but I, I get it. But luckily for you all, you and your wife, y'all don't let that interfere with how much you love each other. Exactly, you can't. And what you no. pour in, into your kids. So, to me, that's the most important part of it yes. all. Like, you may not be able to change the older generations, but guess what? The more generations yeah. you create, that'll eventually go away, and it'll exactly. be an afterthought. Uh, afterthought. Because I'm pretty sure with you, you want to make sure your girls especially see how a man should treat them. And Absolutely. You know, well, one of my main goals for my daughter is for she to for her to see how I respect her mother, I love her mother, you know, I'll kiss her mother just so she knows that hey, I want someone to love me the way that my dad loved my mom. Absolutely, and then after this, we'll we'll wrap it up. We won't keep dancing in circles yeah. or whatever, but that that is a very important factor. Like I said, unfortunately, my wife lost her father um, when she was pregnant with our oldest. I'm sorry. So that's one of those things where it's like she grew up in a household, two parents, married. Yeah. She saw her father love on her mother, wine and diner and things like that. And those are conversations that we have had. Like, that's what she wants. Yeah. 
yeah. for our daughters. And like I said, my parents were never married. Mm-hmm. So what I saw was the complete opposite of yeah. that. And it's like, no, like, I don't want my kids growing up in that type of environment where you don't even know what love feels like. Exactly. You don't even know what it, what even it comes is. with that. Yeah. And I used to tell my brother all the time, it's like, I would talk to my mother and we would hardly ever, I love you, yeah. talk to you later, love you. We never use those terms. Yeah. And now that she's no longer here, it's like, dang. I mean, you are spot on with that because, like, with my mom, I'll say I love you. And I know she loves me, but I have to say it again. Like, I love you. And she's uh-huh. like, oh, I love you. It's just like, I don't know if it's just how that, I mean, my mom was born in 63. Um, mm-hmm. What year was your mom born in? Look, hold on. Because November, she would be 65. Okay. So... Oh around the same time frame basically because my mom will be 61 in february and the crazy thing is i'm the one who had to do all the paperwork and all that um i honestly don't remember, don't remember. the year but yeah I, I i just think that that age group just didn't i mean uh-huh. it's hard to get them to say hey i love you even though you know they love you just getting that back when you say hey i love you I like spot it, on yeah it was never a part of our conversation yeah. like you're saying you know you you knew it you never thought anything any different, mm-hmm. but it's like now with our kids, it's like we're always giving them kind words yeah. and making them feel warm and this and that. And honestly, you know, to bring it all home, that's what the whole world needs. Yeah. I and mean, you won't have any situations where, and don't get me wrong, kids are going to be kids. Out of teens are going to be teens, you know, tease and pick and things like that. But when it comes down to something like this, it's like, don't disrespect me for just being who I am because I may not talk like this group of people. I may not dress like this group of people and things like that. People see me with sneakers all the time and they assume that I was a dope boy. Like that's a true statement. Like I love sneakers. It ain't got nothing to do with me wanting to be out here and look like everybody else. I just love shoes. So it's like, don't label me. Don't put me in this box. Don't do any of that. Respect me for who I am. I agree. Great conversation, man. Yeah. I like that. Um, more than welcome to always pull back up. All right. Thank you, bud. The mic is always open. Tell people, tell a friend to tell a friend. Hit that like, share, subscribe. Anything else you want to add? No, man. Just live life to your fullest. You know, we're having a family reunion this week. Um, unfortunately, we lost a family member this week during the reunion. Sorry planning. to hear that. Um, and you know what's funny is we decided to do this because if I felt like we only get together at funerals. And I was like, we're going to do a family reunion within a year. In a year to that date, we lost my Aunt Pat. Um, so, I mean, guys, just make memories because you never know when you wake up, it may be your last day on this earth. You know? Amen to that. Amen to that. And prayers out to you and your family, bro. Thank you. And till we meet again, like I said, y'all hit that like, share, subscribe. We are out. Ass toasted, no competition. Anisha toasting. I feel so high. I feel so live. My body's in the twine. Anisha toasting. I feel so live. And I know why. That I can't deny. Anisha toasting. Goodie bye.
Dark liquor, wish me I'm high class.